Hello everyone, Brian Tuck here, your host. Welcome back to Creative Confidential. Thanks for joining me. And thank you for subscribing to uh, my little show here. Um, I, I do appreciate your support. Uh, before we get into the message for this episode, wanted to just quick piece of business, which is my newsletter, which comes directly from me to your email inbox. No algorithms, no pixels, no tracking, no ads, none of that stuff. It's just from me to you, commentary uh, like this and on some other things, sometimes more legal in nature, sometimes more public policy in nature, and sometimes things that you may not be aware of that I think you may be interested in because I know this audience pretty well. So in any event, go over to briantuck.substack.com. The address for that is in the show notes here. Now, in this episode, we are going to go back into legal territory, which we did on the last episode as well. And we're going to talk briefly about First Amendment rights in the public space. What does that mean? Let's find out. Here we go. You're listening to Creative Confidential, hosted by attorney, author, and musician Brian Tuck. Brian's legal practice is focused on arts and entertainment law, entrepreneurs, startup companies, and nonprofit and faith based organizations. To learn more, visit tucklaw.com on the web. Creative Confidential starts now. All right, so throughout this series, I've avoided making these episodes too self-referential. In other words, you know, I strive to analyze and comment on case law, statutory law, legal news, uh, news about creativity, stories about creativity or creative people that may affect you or your business or your family. Today, however, I have something to share with you that I personally witnessed in the hopes that you'll be armed with some more information than you might have right now, if or when you see this happen, because I suspect you will see this happen if you haven't already. Now, here's the fact pattern, and I'm going to remove the names and I'm going to remove the locations because this could have happened in any town USA. I was at a public high school sporting event, public school. This is important for later on. And there were both students and parents present at this sporting event, as well as some other people who I suspect were just there to, uh, to be spectators. Now, before the event, the national anthem was played. And several of the students that were involved in the event knelt down on one knee during the national anthem. They, they took a knee, okay? Now, I didn't even know this was happening because it was silent. It was completely peaceful. It did not draw attention to itself uh, as far as I was concerned because I was looking at the flag, which I was always taught that's what you're supposed to do when the national anthem comes on, but that's how I conduct myself. That's my own decision. 
Um, now, what did catch my attention was that during the anthem, while it's still playing, there were at least three adults yelling at these students, telling them to stand up. And I had no idea what they were what they were yelling at. And I looked around and here, you know, here are these students taking a knee during the national anthem. Now, keep in mind, the national anthem takes roughly one minute total to perform start to start to finish. So all of this goes down in the in the span of roughly 60 to 70 seconds. And as I watch this unfold, several things or came to my mind, several questions came to my mind, let's say. And the first question is, aren't public school students protected by the First Amendment of the U.S. Constitution when on public high school grounds? The answer is, of course, yes. Public high school students are protected by the First Amendment when they are on public high school grounds. In 1943, the U.S. Supreme Court ruled that a public school system could not compel students to recite the Pledge of Allegiance. And this was during World War II when that fact pattern happened. This is the landmark case of West Virginia State Board of Education v. Barnett. The citation, in case you're really curious, is 319 U.S. 624, 1943. And this has been the law of the land almost for 80 years now. The second thing that occurred to me, or the second question that occurred to me, I should say, is, is there ever a situation where it's appropriate for adults to yell at or to attempt to bully children who are exercising their First Amendment rights? No, of course not. It should never be permissible to do that. And here's why. I mean, besides being bad form, it's it's tremendously counterproductive for everyone. If a public school student is exercising their First Amendment rights on school property, that is something that should be looked upon favorably. That's something that should be encouraged. Free speech is what makes our form of government work. It's what makes our country go. And we must protect it, okay? We got to protect freedom of speech, especially when we disagree with the viewpoint being expressed. The second point on this is that you cannot compel true loyalty, right? Loyalty has to be earned. It can't be compelled and you can't be bullied into being loyal to a person or to a cause or to a nation. It's really pretty simple. That's what I have for you today. I hope you're all staying safe. Thanks for listening. Please share this with somebody who you think may get some benefit out of it. And I will talk to you soon. Don't forget to subscribe to the newsletter which is also called Creative Confidential. And again, stay safe out there, be well, and I will see you next time. Take care.
Thanks for listening to Creative Confidential. To get future episodes, subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, follow the show on SoundCloud, or visit us on the web at creativeconfidential.net. Creative Confidential is a production of Force 10 Media and the Tuck Law Offices.